Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Peekaboo, I see you. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to another episode of Late Night Talks with Amy Joe. You guys, this is my second go around on this recording because I did this all already very, very, very late last night. And then I lost it all. I don't know what happened to my computer, but it just kind of disappeared. So here I am once again, doing this for you guys. But I thought it was kind of crazy because I wanted to share something that happened last night that was very odd. (laughs) Now, this is a little bit of a funny story because in last night's podcast, I was talking about how I was on that celery juice journey. Remember, I was talking about how I was juicing and I'll let you guys know. Well, I kind of like stopped juicing celery. I just didn't keep up with it. Not that I have anything against it, but it was just a lot of celery you have to put in your refrigerator and it takes time, right? So I was saying about how sometimes we get off track and if we fall off the horse, we have to get back on. And when I said that line, I totally remembered about a story (laughs) when I was young. So it led me into the story that I was talking about, which I'm going to share the story with you. But in the middle of this story, I heard a really loud bang in my house. Okay. And this was probably around 1245 at night. So just keep that in mind, but I'll share the story with you and then I'll tell you what happened. So I was talking about, it it was kind of hilarious because when I was like 11 years old, I was horseback riding with a friend. My dad had a farm, we had horses, and one of the horses was a racehorse. And I was not very experienced at all because this farm that we had gotten was new, like it was newer to all of us. It was the first time my dad had horses, you know. So we decided we're just going to take the horses around a nice slow walk around the acreage, right? We get on and I told my friend, whatever you do, don't start running because this horse that I was riding, like I said, he's big. I'm little, like at 11 years old, I'm still like teeny and <laughs> and I'm kind of really scared. So the horse probably picked that up that I was scared too because they can feel our energy. So I told her, whatever you do, don't start running your horse and if it's if it starts just start to pull it back and tell it to slow and she's like okay we're moving along and all of a sudden her horse starts to trot okay so I'm like oh my gosh okay now mine's trotting now her horse (laughs) starts to go into a full-on gallop my horse is in is in his head right now he's like I'm in a race (laughs) okay I'm on this horse. The horse freaking starts taking off way fast. And it 
it was so fast that I fell off of the saddle and I had to wrap my arms around the horse's neck. I was literally sitting on the horse's neck, holding onto its mane for dear life, screaming, help me, help me. (laughs) And then we have this, because I lost the reins and everything. And then we have this big stone wall. The horse decides to jump this wall. And in the meantime, he gashes his knee. I'm like pretty much hanging off of him at this point. And then he stops right at his stall. Like he was like, I'm done. Get off of me. (laughs) I think I got so traumatized from that horseback riding experience that I never wanted to get on a horse again. But my dad made me, he's like, you need to get back on the horse because I'm not, you know, you can't just get scared one time of something like that happening so I did get back on the horse for about a short period of time but that was basically that was it for me and that horse we we did not um connect too well but no he was a good horse he was a great horse but he was a fast horse he he was winning uh you know races and stuff so It was crazy, and that was such a crazy experience, and I just thought it was so funny. But remember I told you about that bang that happened? So I was telling that story, the same story last night, and I heard a loud bang. And then I just kept recording. I was like, I don't know, because I always hear stuff in my house. It's nothing new. Like, things happen weird all the time. So I ended the podcast like a half an hour later or something like that and I close the computer down and I'm walking through my house and I have to walk through my Reiki room to get back towards the kitchen and in my Reiki room I have a shelf and in this on this shelf has been a horseshoe like it's a real horseshoe and I've had that on that shelf for probably about mm, three years, three and a half years, never moved, it's never touched, nothing, okay, and this is really late at night, there's no banging on the walls, there's none of that, okay, so as I'm walking into my Reiki room, I notice the horseshoe is on the ground, leaning up against my wall upright, you guys, holy crap. Okay, now call me crazy, but that is way too nuts when I'm telling a story about horseback riding and that horseshoe goes flying off of the wall, landing upright up against my wall. Like, don't you think if it would have dropped, it would have just landed flat? And second of all, that thing hasn't been touched. It's a heavy horseshoe. There's no way that that thing came just automatically flying off the wall while I'm telling a story about me flying off of the horse. (laughs) So crazy. I was like, okay, that is definitely weird. And that, you know, I always take these signs as spirit. So I really took it as great luck, right? Spirit saying, you know what? This is good luck because horseshoes are good luck, especially when they're sitting upright. And then I thought, wow, 
you know, it was during the podcast, so maybe this is good luck for all of us <laughs> in this community. So I'm going to take that energy of the horseshoe, all that good luck, and I'm going to just push it all out to you guys. <laughs> I got some stories. Wow, I'm sorry. I just had to share that because I really that really blew me away very 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 strange I think that that besides that blue flashing light in my bedroom that tops it okay that really tops it off for me all right guys enough of that let's get into tonight's topic which is about loneliness among the men of this world so many so many so many suffer from I chose this because I don't think a lot of men realize how other men are feeling you know, you'd be surprised at how many men feel the same way. It's just that you guys don't talk about it. So you don't really know. But we're going to talk about that. And the topic of loneliness among men is really something society denotes as a weakness, right? I hear it all the time. And you see it all over magazines or billboards, TV, social media, you know, they, they create an illusion in the minds of men on what masculinity should look like. Society does the same for women on what's beautiful and what's not beautiful. And I pay no mind to that bullshit, really. I think it's best to be who you are, no matter what. And I really believe in these times, men are really starting to embrace this side of them. What is happening now is that a lot of men are really starting to come together to have more of these emotional, intimate conversations with other men. And even a lot more men's groups are popping up. A lot more men's retreats are coming up all over the place, which I can't wait to have in the future. It's happening. Anyway, you know, men are very, very sensitive creatures just as much as women are. You know, there's really honestly, and I was talking to a friend about it the other day, that there's really not too much of a difference between men and women. I find a lot of sensitive guys. And then I find a lot of guys who keep that wall up. But I see the same for women. I don't notice it too much because I I'm mostly work with men. But I hear and learn from men that a lot of women can be extremely cold and and they can be very uninterested in emotional depth or intimacy. It really just depends. We all have different levels of emotional sensitivity. I just think that it would be amazing if guys could really start to embrace this part of them without feeling like it's not masculine. If you're around people that don't appreciate your vulnerability, then they're not the right people to be with. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I love when a man can tell me when he's scared or when he can tell me he is upset or he's dealing with an issue that he's struggling with. I mean, that is true connection. It's not surface level. 
you're really trusting to be able to open up to. And I understand there's a lot of connections that you can't open up to or you feel not safe to do that. But when you do find the right people and you do open up, it really helps tremendously. So before we get into this, let's just throw out that ridiculous masculine blueprint that society permeates. So tonight we're going to cover the causes of loneliness in so many men, some statistics, and how society does affect how men are, you know, what they're experiencing in this world. And there's four types of loneliness. We'll talk about them, some health risks, and then what's most important is ways to overcome this sense of loneliness. This, for men, is a very common thread. And it's one of the top stressors in male population. This feeling of sadness, depression, and anger becomes overwhelming over the condition of their life. And I think it kind of acts as a domino effect, really. A lot of times, sometimes we don't know why we feel a certain way. We don't know why we feel lonely. But, you know, on that subconscious level, loneliness creates that sadness, which creates depression, which then creates some anger. And I think a lot of men don't know which emotion is what and where it's coming from. And then they just explode and they don't know where a lot of this is coming from. But I feel that it is so much in the thread of loneliness and being misunderstood. So let's look at the difference between loneliness and isolation because there is a little bit of a difference. Isolation is more of a state of being separated from others and it can either be voluntary or involuntary. We've all experienced that over the pandemic, which has played a huge role in a lot of depression that's taking place right now and the the loneliness. But to define loneliness, that's more a sense of feeling alone, feeling sad. I think that the loneliness, it is often triggered by maybe a loss of something. And if it's not a loss, it's kind of your body or your soul trying to tell you something that needs to shift in your life. And maybe you're resisting it. I'm not saying this is you. I'm just sharing this information with you to maybe open your mind to this idea. But when we're bothered by something, anything, something on a deeper level is automatically asking for something. Our bodies talk to us. If your body is fatigued, tired, unmotivated, unenthusiastic, it could mean that you're focusing on something other than the thing that you should be focusing on. So when we're not in like this receptive mode to change and we're more pushing up against this change, worrying about other things, say like the past or like the future or anything, right? The body and the mind are going to tell you and it's going to tell you by the way you feel. And I'm a very big believer in energy. And you wouldn't be feeling a certain way in your body or even in your mind 
if it wasn't like a tug of war going on inside because it becomes very exhausting to the body. So my point is to use loneliness as a signal. We need to start using our emotions as signals. And a lot of times I believe that spirit works through our emotions or our our higher self or our soul, whatever you want to call it. Because I think deep down inside of us, we all know what it is that we yearn for. You know, we're hungry for something. That emotion is telling us that we're, we're empty somewhere. We need something to fulfill this space. Okay. And it may be telling you that maybe you need to reconnect with yourself maybe and reconcile with suppressed parts of yourself or and it can may also mean that you need to create a connection with others because we're not getting something that we need but when we stay in a certain place that isn't replenishing and I'm talking about in a place in our mind we're putting ourselves in that powerless position and I talk about this a lot we have to take our power back we have to take control. And a lot of times people resist this change that wants to take place due to maybe misunderstanding about the need for change. Maybe they don't understand or fear of what this shift will entail. And we get so connected, like I said, to old patterns and old ways and even the patterns of society. We're very social species on this planet, human beings, and we do need a safe social environment to survive and thrive. Absolutely. And even, you know, as we get older, it's those that are with someone that live longer. And when we don't have that connection with other people, it can be very destructive for our life. And I'm not saying that it needs to be a relationship partner not at all as long as you have connection to other people close friends that you can talk to on a weekly or a daily basis that will make a difference there's many people that can live a life of solitude and never feel lonely I mean I've been alone I have my kids but I only see them 50% of the time and I don't ever feel lonely There's times where I, and I did, I did for years when I went through that heartache, I missed so much having that person in my life. And I'm not saying it doesn't matter anymore because when we love someone, regardless, like it's still there, but it's, it's different because I was wanting him to feel something inside of me. Okay, so that's why I felt so lonely. I wanted him to fulfill something that I wasn't seeing in myself or doing for myself. So I put that on him and that wasn't his responsibility, just as it's not my responsibility to make him happy to or to have made him happy. Okay, 
So there's a lot of people that go through life living in that solitude and they just have close friends and family. But there's also so many people that live a socially rich life, right? And feel completely alone. They're married and they feel completely alone. And that's a topic for a whole nother day because we could get into that. But, you know, when we're feeling this way, this is where introspection is needed. Statistics show that three in five Americans are lonely, 63% being male compared to 58% women. Now that's not a huge jump. I really don't see it as a big jump. Those who are heavily into social media, it jumps up to 73%. And if you're just like a light user of social media, 53%. And another poll suggests from YouGov in the UK stated that one in five men owned up to not having a single close friend. And one in three stated they didn't even have a best friend. It's kind of sad, but I totally understand. So with all these studies, there's a consistent pattern among the feeling of loneliness in both young and old. Age really didn't make a difference too much. But a lot of it is middle-aged and younger kids now are starting to experience this. The thing about it is this is on the rise and it keeps rising. I see it in the kids these days. You know, when I was young, we would meet up in a big group in certain places like all the time. Kids don't do that anymore. They hang out on group chats online. And I always tell my kids, you know, because they're older, you know, what do you, what are your plans? Are you going out? Like what's, you know, because I want them to get out and experience life. And they just say, well, we don't do that. That's not something that the kids do these days. They don't, yeah, they have still little parties or gatherings or whatnot, but they don't do the same things as we did. It's just Everything is changing in the world. And we do have to prepare ourselves for this as well. No one is immune to loneliness. So with men, most studies show that they're actually more likely than women to have a long-term partner due to the fact that they more so rely on their partner as a sole source of emotional support, which makes a lot of sense because they certainly can't turn to their guy friends. And others... A lot of guys feel emotionally closer to their dogs than they do to humans. Psychologist Christopher Blazina and a researcher, Lori Kogan, mentioned that 62% of male dog owners said their relationship with their dog is almost always secure, while only 10% said the same about the relationship with their closest human in their life. In today's society, with the advanced technologies and all the social platforms that are out there, it does give us the perception of connectedness, right? That, oh, they have so many friends. But it's so far from the genuine connections. It creates illusion of connection. And I'm not saying technology's got its great advantages, it brings great opportunities. It opens a lot of doors. I mean, I'm here talking to you guys. 
You know, it links people in amazing ways. But at the same time, if we allow it, it can prevent us from enjoying potential meaningful relationships. And social media can make you feel very alone. A lot of those that abuse drugs are more likely to feel emotionally alone as well. The feelings of loneliness are often contributed to relapse in 76% of young men and again, 67% of women. Again, that's not a very big gap between males and females. Some other reasons men may feel lonely is we talked about the obvious. They don't want to be seen as weak. And they often will conceal all their expressive emotions whether it's sadness, pain, insecurity, or the vulnerability. And the majority of men do want to be seen as strong rather than sensitive. Because they fear judgment. And a lot of times, men lack really genuine, safe friendships. And when they lack friendships, they hide away. Or maybe they're shy or less confident than, you know, some of the guys that have a lot of confidence out there. So they choose to just hide away in their little home or apartment rather than trying to be something that they're not. And I don't blame them for that. Research shows that men are more likely to bond from shared intense experiences. It's the guys that are in sporting teams or the military, something like that. The problem with this is as we age, these types of events aren't popping up every everywhere, you know. And even, even if there is, it's hard to get yourself out there and among strangers but it's important that you do try and get out and meet new people so anyway let's let's talk about the four types of loneliness these are emotional social situational and chronic chronic being the most dangerous you know the the emotional loneliness you know we all know what that is this is the feeling of disconnection from people people in our environment even a spouse or a partner we feel distant from others around us or you know whether it's co-workers family or friends we're just not able to connect with them on a deep meaningful level and what triggers this type of loneliness emotional loneliness can often bring us back to childhood experiences parental neglect or trauma either in childhood or adult years And maybe even just feeling like an outcast or feeling different from others. Also substance abuse. Then there's social loneliness. That's lacking friends, connections, bonds. And with this, many can suffer from anxiety and low self-esteem. And the things that kind of trigger this type of loneliness, I think is loss of loved ones, intimate partner violence, abuse, mental health issues, unemployment even because you're away from everybody, 
and physical impairments. And the next is situational loneliness that's often caused by breakups or divorce, job change, location, any kind of life event that involves significant change. But the last is chronic, and experts have characterized this as a disease that increases the risk of a range of physical and psychological disorders. A PhD, Steve Cole states, loneliness acts as a fertilizer for other diseases. So chronic loneliness can more so make others sometimes feel threatened or mistrustful of others. And it acts as a biological defense mechanism. And some signs of chronic loneliness include you might have a ton of acquaintances, but not any close friends or many close friends. You lack and long for deep connection. And it might make you feel as though there is a wall between you and the world. And I felt a lot of these things for a long time. You may not feel seen, even when you have connections with others. You still feel a sense of feeling misunderstood by others. If this loneliness is part of you, and you feel like it is who you are, then, yeah, that's that's dangerous. You also may be extremely sensitive to rejection of others. We often perceive things overanalyzing what is actually present. And loneliness destroys the efficiency and the quality of our sleep. So we may sleep less and wake up often in the night. So this type of loneliness can be triggered by a substantial change in a person's environment, circumstances, relationship. And when it's chronic, it, it can persist for long periods of time. Unlike the others, they can dissipate over time. But when it's chronic, it has a tendency to stay with people for years. Sometimes some people carry it their whole life. It causes so much, you know, anxiety and depression. It can create risky behavior and poor decision making. It can also cause dementia, poor self-care, lack of motivation, poor job performance, and some of the health risks it declines life expectancy in men. Loneliness can in increase premature death by 30%. Because women's life expectancy is stagnant. It's, it's staying the same. But it is starting to decline for men. And it can increase the risk of suicide. It decreases the resistance to chronic diseases such as diabetes. And some studies show that living alone can also increase the risk of suicide for both the young and old. Loneliness impacts physical pain because researchers show areas of the brain that deal with the social exhaustion. It's also linked to increased risks of cancer by 10%. It raises levels of circulating stress hormones, cortisol, which we talk about all the time. This impacts our immune system. It shuts the immune system down. Then it increases our heart disease, 
vascular problems, inflammation, and can even impair cognitive inability. A former surgeon General Vivek Murthy states isolation and weak social connections are associated with a reduction in lifespan similar to that caused by smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So loneliness truly is and can be a killer. Men have been part of this common trend for years and they don't talk about it. Even more than 170 years ago, from a book from Henry David Thoreau called Walden. He quotes, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. And that really hit me hard in my heart because I can see that. And yeah. But I just want you to know that you matter. And if you are feeling this way, if you are feeling extremely alone, to reach out to somebody, someone, even if it has to be here on this, this is a support line for you guys. And I want you to know that. In order to overcome this, you have to take control back. And by doing this, you have to take action about getting real honest with yourself. Your soul is craving for something and it's extremely important to learn how to get comfortable with your own company. We have to fill our own cup and we have to look for where that loneliness is truly coming from, whatever it is. And I know I've done podcasts on this topic and you're sick and tired of it. I understand that. Trust me. But this loneliness is calling you to reinvent yourself. The rest will come. But what's important is during this time that you are alone with yourself, that you are experiencing this, this sadness or this void, Write down what you love and write down what you really want and what you crave for. It's really important to find purpose. This is what helps in the process of finding purpose. And when we find that purpose, it helps us feel good. We're fulfilling that sense of loneliness inside of us. Are days going to be challenging? Hell yes, they are. I battled this for years and I got through it. And I felt very, very alone. Really alone. And like I said, I shut a lot of people out. My body and mind, you know, this is what's going to happen. The body and the mind are going to resist this change because it's so comfortable of where it is. But it's important to take the small steps towards achieving some smaller goals and then you celebrate those little wins. And even if if it's late, even if you get there later than you wanted to do it, still 
commend yourself, celebrate yourself, and learn to love all the parts of yourself. When we're alone, do special things for yourself. Make yourself a nice romantic dinner. <laughs> Light the candles. Put music on. I do that sometimes when I'm alone. I treat myself with love. Get your pair of silk pajamas or boxers. Go to bed knowing that you'd be doing this for somebody else, so why can't you do it for yourself? This is showing yourself that you're fulfilling that hole of loneliness inside. And I can feel you guys. I know a lot of you guys are like, no, that's not going to help. <laughs> I, can, I can hear the words in my head already. But it truly does. It truly does. We're, I'm not here trying to strive to be alone. Not by any means. But what we're doing is finding comfort in this space of being alone. Because when we learn to become content and happy in a space of loneliness, we also will be less likely to force ourselves into maybe harmful situations, harmful relationships. And there's so many benefits of being alone that will help you. Use this as a discovery time. Use it to organize your thoughts, to prioritize your life. Give yourself the time that you truly need to heal old wounds. Silence is where the answers lie. And what you want is way beyond your visual eyes. But when you're quiet enough, it will speak to you. Change your attitude and outlook. Stop living in the past and obsessing over the future. Be more present. Step outside your comfort zone. And as we begin to work on this, start getting out and socializing with real humans. Not on social media, but real life connections. And what you'll begin to notice if you are a guy out there living alone and you really feel disconnected, when you start to get out there and just like building up close friendships, people that you can talk to, that loneliness will soon start to fade. Make meeting new people a priority in your life. If you're shy or maybe socially anxious, start slow. You know, go to the movies alone or go to a restaurant by yourself and talk to the waiter or talk to the ticket holder just to start breaking the ice to get out, get past the fear of judgment or rejection. If you need to, hire a coach to help you get through this. Some great things to help you get out there, you could join a club or a meetup group. I don't know if you guys know of meetup.com, but there's tons of different groups to choose from. 
people that love art, music, nature, traveling, cars. There's even single groups there. I know we have it here in the U.S., but it's a wonderful site to get to to meet and learn about new people. Meetup.com. Because they're interested in similar things, then maybe if you start building a connection, take a course or a class, join a sport, gym, yoga, spiritual community, church, it's, it's endless. You meet someone and you start to feel a bit safe. Start to begin to drop your wall down. Share something small with them, whether it's a goal or something that's stressing you out in your life. And see how they accept it. And slowly build that safe bond. You'll be very surprised of their reaction. They might say, wow, me too. They might say, yeah, man, me too. That's crazy. I'm experiencing the same thing. And get in touch with old friends or men past relationships. And there's always plenty of support groups out there. Just don't compare yourself to anyone or to whatever society tells you to be. I highly recommend going on a social media diet. (laughs) And I know some of these things that I share might be hard and feel really intense for some of you, especially those who are, you know, shy or socially awkward. But as you do this, the process will grow some confidence and safety in you. Start allowing yourself to open the door to others. I was shut down for a long time. And now it's great to be able to connect with more people and to just talk to people and feel safe as well. I challenge you guys along with this self-growth that you find that the strength to begin to open up to other men and get real with them and get open with them. This is why women do so much better on their own because they emotionally have they they have those deep emotional conversations with one another. They share their feelings. And I feel like I might have even done a whole podcast on this in the past. I don't know, but I'm having like deja vu right now. So I apologize if I did, but I felt like I needed to share it again. Just know that you'll find safety in someone. Just having friends around you will help ease that feeling of loneliness inside of you. I just encourage you to... to to step into your authenticity and throw out the poster boy of masculinity and be the greatest expression of who you are and not what someone tells you to be or how you have to be. Be who you want to be. But the best way into filling this lonely void is first starting with you. And finding that comfort there, filling that hole yourself. And then it'll feel a little less intense and daunting. And then once we do this and you open up to other opportunities and connections around you, like I said, joining certain groups, you'll notice that you're going to start talking to more people and you'll feel fulfilled 
You really will. All right, my darlings. This was a little bit of a boring one tonight. I'll admit that. But I hope that you're not lonely. And I hope that if you are, you find peace in that space. So, my heart is shining beams of light into each of your hearts. And I hope you accept this intention. Speak soon, guys. Thank you.